guys, how are we doing? Uh, it's really great to be back after two weeks away. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into these shows again. Really uh, looking forward to um, delivering and, and hopefully offering you a huge amount of value. Um, so it's great to be back in the helm. Maybe uh, a little top heavy. Maybe a little bit. Uh, uh, <coughs> uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, consumed than I probably normally would be but um, I'm going to slowly get back into routine um, this morning the alarm at 4.15 in the morning was a real shock to the system but we're ready to go so let's get into the show welcome to the Rise to Thrive show I am your host James Boardman and if you are coming through then please do let me know either by hitting the comments button sorry the hitting I love heart button or commenting the best part of your summer so far. So what is the best part of your summer so far that's happened? What's the one standout thing that you have seen? Man, what a 10 days. We had a great time with the family. You know, when we went away with the family, um, this, this is our first holiday since 2019, like many people, right? Um, and the main thing that I wanted from this holiday was connection, right? Connection f with my family and my wife. Um, and I wanted to completely be teetotal away from the business and the man coach and my business and my other businesses as well. And, and that's what I got, you know. I feel really refreshed mentally and emotionally. Um, I definitely learned a lot about myself on holiday. Do you know what I mean? I definitely reflected a lot about the last year and possibly two years and reflection through COVID and everything. And it's quite scary that it's the first time that I've stopped and allowed myself to step out um, and actually do that and actually go, right, like, where's my life at? Do you know what I mean? And I think there's something we should all do. And I'm going to share with you, um, uh, I'm going to share with you just some of my key reflection points that may resonate with you. Some are more confessions and just things that I want to say and talk about. Like, you know, if you're interested, you listen. If you're not, you won't. <laughs> so, for me, um, I'm an obsessive perfectionist, and I've finally admitted it. I, I was, I, you know, my wife is my counsellor, my therapist, and I'm obsessive and a perfectionist, and both absolutely hold me hostage to my happiness. Um, and I'm obsessive. And a perfectionist in my business and in my work. And um, I have to have barriers and rules to make sure I don't completely consume myself in entrepreneurship. Um, and any entrepreneur or any business owner or any busy professional will understand that. And I would consider myself a thriving individual who's always looking to achieve, always looking to make a huge impact in men's life in men's lives and on my family's lives I don't just do it because I want that man to be a better man I want that family to be a better family okay um, I want that person who is in a relationship and has children that depend on him and has a wife that depends on him I want that family to be stable happy and thriving not just the man and I become obsessive with that and a perfectionist I think because um I grew up without having a complete family and um, my dad died when I was six as many of you know 
and I think my obsessive nature comes from um, that incident and that perfectionist in me comes from that situation and has gone through my childhood not really dealing with it but actually looking at other guys thinking man I'm, I'm obsessed about trying to get you forwards right and along some of, some of the time that obsessiveness and that perfectionist completely breaks down my barriers that I set myself and the rules that I set myself to allow myself to step out of that pot and um, and become dad and become husband and, and connect and there's been times over the last four or five months in fact if I'm honest this year where that hasn't that where that's broken down okay and, and that's because I didn't really have my own accountability as in I wasn't fully engaged in my own accountability with the mastermind I'm in within terms of my own personal development and I put things in place to rectify that but being able to step out for those two weeks on holiday allow me to look at myself in the mirror and 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 answer some questions very honestly um, so I think it's um, I think it was a really game-changer for me and I can see some of you writing obsession or passion and I think um, I think obsession is not being able to put passion down and I think when you're constantly pa passionate about something it's great to, there's nothing wrong with it but when it starts holding you hostage to be, seeing the other side of life ie being a dad being engaged, being connected, it then becomes a problem and an issue. And that's when I think it becomes an obsession. An obsession, um, I don't always feel is the healthiest thing. And it, I mean, you could debate on that forever, right? Um, the second thing is that, um, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I think in the last four months, I've slightly slipped in terms of falling out of love with what I do by still being passionate. Now, let me explain that. Um, when men don't show up, when they decide to take the plunge to come into my world and work with me on a programme, we can only do so much. There's only so much we can do. I mean, we have, uh, we have a very high level of accountability and follow-up system in terms of making sure that lads are showing up. Okay, making sure that lads are getting the best out of their life, making sure that they're being the husband they need to be, the father they need to be, being a top professional in terms of their performance as well. And an awful lot of lads are moping around in this little victim mentality, um, not showing up and not doing what they said they were going to do. And that is draining. That is an apps. It is draining. And I'm going to be honest with you. And when I am doing everything, we and the team and everything, and we're doing everything possible, and we're trying to please everyone, we're trying to get everyone up and running. One of the things I've come to accept is that I'm not going to save everybody. That not everybody is going to go through this, our programs 100% and be the man that I want them to be. And I think over the last couple of months, that drained me so much emotionally. Um, because I kept on thinking, what am I doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Where are we missing the? Where are we? Where are we missing it? Where are we not capturing these guys? How are we not getting them to the place that we want them to be? And I think sometimes you and, and, and I think I think my wife said it, and she said you can't you can't drag a horse to water. It has to go there to drink, and she's so right. And it made me think about the whole of my business model and and the way that I'm I'm super opening up here. Um, and, and think about the way that we bring in people. And that is going to dramatically change over the next six months. Um, 
because we're not just going to let anyone in anymore we're only going to let committed guys in you're going to have to go through a process to work with us because like i want to work with lads that want to work right who want to put the work in not guys who are complaining all the time who are making excuses all the time because there's only so many times i can kick somebody up the backside and say dude like how many opportunities do you need to have before you realize that you're wasting your life or you're drinking your life down the drain or you're not showing up like there's only so much you can do right and and i think that was massively affecting my mental health and my emotional health and my happiness with doing this job and i and i lost sight of it because you know i've got to make sure we're bringing the right guy in and i enjoy my job and i enjoy the people that we work with and they want to show up right they want to, they want to be a better husband. They don't want to be fat anymore. They don't want to moan and complain and drink anymore. Like, there's got to be some element of passion from the other side, right? Otherwise you start getting a car, like a piece of wood and start banging your head against it. So it made me reflect a lot about um, myself and understanding that you can't help everybody. Not everyone is going to be saved. That It's just one of those things. And... And it was really great. It was a really nice moment for me to really understand that, that it, and, and, and that it wasn't me. Do you know what I mean? Um, I realised that there are three triggers that are massively affecting my insecurity. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I've almost have a third book in here uh, about insecurity. Um, I am a massively insecure person. And again, this stems back to when my dad died. And when he died when I was six... Um, I think it had a huge impact on my life because I never really dealt with it. Um, I never really went to therapy as a kid. I don't think my mum, in fact, my, I know my mum never dealt with it. So obviously because she didn't deal with it, I didn't. And there's always like this thing of when's the next bad thing going to happen, all right? So that's what's in my mind. When is the next bad thing going to happen? And I look at all of the major things and I constantly, so I, there's two things that I majorly, have uh, gone through recently which you would have no idea about until I'm telling you when we moved into our new home last year I instantly thought we were going to lose the home because I instantly thought the business was going to crumble and I'm always waiting for that next bad thing to happen I'm waiting for every single one of my clients to walk out the door okay um, I'm waiting for all of my clients to disappear I'm waiting for the man coach to go bust I'm waiting for me to not be able to pay my mortgage again and if you have followed me you'll know that my story was very much like you know when when I left the military and then I started working for myself I had no like we got the first repossession I was in so I've got these in, things in my head these triggers right so the first one very much being my dad dying you know major loss and I'm like oh my god when's the next bad thing gonna happen and I'm always asking my I was always asking my mum what like is everything going to be okay is everything going to be all right and those things have carried through with me um through life and i'm constantly needing self-reassurance like is everything going to be okay here is everything going to be all right when's the next and i constantly have been working on myself but three main triggers that really do that is social media the news uh, and actually porn <laughs> those three elements those three things really affect my mental health and um the news is just full of worst case scenario thinking so that triggers my insecurities of when's the next bad thing gonna happen you know and that doesn't help that doesn't feel insecurities in terms of not being good enough for my wife comes from porn and then social media makes me doubt myself and when i look at those things i think to myself why am i still doing them why am i still consumed in those things so again 
I've, I've taken action to make sure I no longer will consume social media, okay? I will no longer do it. I will no longer do any more scrolling or go through. I will do my content. I will put it out for you guys, and that will be it. Um, I'm, I've deleted all news apps. I've deleted any way that I can know, any possible way. There could be a World War Three, and I wouldn't even know. So I'm not even going to look at the news. And I ban myself from porn. Like, for the rest of this year, I am not going to look at porn at all. Do you know what I mean? So there are three major changes that I feel like I hope they're going to make um, a difference to my own insecurities, right? Which will make me feel mentally and emotionally better. Um, the other thing was that I was thinking is that, and I was talking to a, a, a great lad um, uh, on holiday, this Welsh lad, absolutely loving it. And, and the way that we connected is that he had... Um, he had a David Goggins book and he was like this solid looking guy and I went, great book, right? And um, we got chatting and he might even be watching here now and uh, he started following us and the man coach and I think he bought the books. Uh, always marketing. <laughs> and um, we were talking about people forget that they're going to die. Like, it sounds dramatic, but you, me... When we get consumed in life, you forget that you're going to die. I did a bit of maths this morning, and I did, and I, in 27 years, I'm going to be 70. And I worked out that that's something like 9,400 days. Like, that's not a lot, right, even if I make it to 70. And I worked out it was something like, like, <laughs> I think something stupid like 1,400 weekends, something around that and because we forget that we're going to die we think we have an epiphany of time we think we have like endless amounts of time okay um and because we think we have lots and lots of time we put things off over and over and over and over again and, and i was talking to taffy uh, this welsh lad and he was like 100% like all I do is come back and I watch Netflix or we come back and we make excuses we come back and we complain we come back and we like manifest in our own like I don't know BS do you know what I mean and one day we're going to wake up and we're going to realise that there is no time left to do the things that we wanted to do to be the man that we wanted to be you're going to realise that your kids have got to an age where they no longer require you. They no longer want to go and do Disneyland or they no longer want to go down the shops with you or go down to the park with you or reconnect with you. You're going to one day maybe wake up and your wife's left you because all you've done is consumed yourself with work. Like, this is like, it, it is like insane, right? That the... And, and I'm realising the, the, the older I get, you know, I'm 44 in three months and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm looking at my kids, they're looking older. I'm looking at Darcy, she's 13 months already. And people are just, we are blind to the fact that we are going to be dead. Like, in, um, you know, I'm 44. Like, if I make 74, great. If I make 74 and have no diseases, no cancer, I don't know, no, no neurological issues, no brain issues then I'll be winning, but like in the blink of the eye, we can be gone, things can change, I can be told that I've got something, and that's, that's me on a different path, and then I wish I would have done more when I had more energy and I was more able. And it made me realise that, you know, life is so short, and it lead, led me on to my last point of reflection, I've really gone on this morning, so 
appreciate you being patient. <laughs> it's connection. The only thing that matters, the only thing that matters on this planet to me is the connection I have with my family. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, I love you guys. Like, I love my job. Uh, you know, it's my passion. But one day, I won't be doing this. One day, I will stop working. But, and beyond that, will be my family. <laughs> and the connection with my family and my kids and my friends um, is absolutely key to my happiness in this life. Uh, and that's all that matters. Do you know what I mean? That is literally all that matters is nurturing those relationships. And it should be for you guys and making sure also that my health and me and my mental health comes first every single time. Because what I say to you guys is that if you don't put yourself first, then those connections break. Then your fitness breaks. Then you become, all, you become, you become overweight. Then you become mentally unhappy, emotionally unstable. And then you start wasting time complaining, reflect, uh, um, complaining, being in a, um, uh, God, what's the word, James? <laughs> you end up complaining, being in a feeling sorry p pity party. You end up being in that pity party. You don't have that time to waste. We just don't have that time to waste. So that's my reflections. They're my reflections. I hope they're beneficial to you. Um, I'm going to be making, you know, I, I sound the old cliche coming back from holiday, making major changes, but I think that's because I've made major reflections. Um, they're major reflections. And, you know, I'm going to do something either every quarter, at the end of every quarter for like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to take myself away and I'm going to do something with the family. And I'm going to make sure I do that regularly to keep on top of these reflections to make sure that my self-awareness is up here and make sure I'm checking in with myself more and nurturing myself more and giving myself some more space and not being so hard on myself. And you should do the same. All right, so let's get to work. We've got a busy, busy, busy couple of months leading up to Christmas. Yes, I said the Christmas word and I want to make sure I get as many of you right uh, and in the right frame of mind as possible. All right, thanks for listening.